the Seriously Pointless Conversations about culture. Your seriously pointless conversations about all your nerdy and geek things throughout the ages. Today, I actually have two guests. I have I have Natasha, who just decided to give me a, uh, a bath, which is, she's our cat. And I have Jackie with us, who is actually the more important of the two uh, guests today. How are you doing, Jackie? <laughs> I'm fine. I know. You right? just mean the guest that's actually going to talk. Well, I mean, she'll talk. You're just going to be like, rawr, rawr. no, you do not get up on the table. You go, nugget. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so she is uh, uh, trying to get up on the table, guys. Sorry. So I might have a few. Uh, what are you doing? Get down. Are you going to get down? You better get down. Are you going to sit? Are you gonna... I don't know what she's doing anyways. But anyways, today, <laughs> before we get distracted even more by the cat, because she's wanting pets. So... Um, we're going to be talking about one of your favorite childhood games of all time, Final Fantasy VII. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. So that's awesome. So I, I'm, I'm a little more unfamiliar with this game than you are, but luckily, like I said, you, uh, you had countless hours as a child in this game. You've had mm-hmm. multiple saves, from what I've gathered. And, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it was, it was, it'd be fun. So we'll go over that here in a little bit. But anyways, before we get into that, let's go over kind of what we've been up to. What have you? What have you been up to since we last talked recently? Um. Well, our son's on quarantine, so I've been home, yeah. which is kind of nice. He's not <laughs> sick, fortunately, but he's two, so he can't take care of himself. Yeah. Um. I've been, I'm still reading The Secret Garden. Francis Hodges, I think is the name of the author. Um, Almost done with it. Very enjoyable. Highly recommend. um, Childhood classic. And then I guess uh, watching WandaVision. Yeah, we did that. Which is really good. We actually just finished the old Brennan Fraser, The Mummy. The Mummy, yeah, the first one. The good one. The only one I knew existed, honestly, but it I mean, was very what, what enjoyable. Are you trying to say, trying to say Scorpion came, King ain't up to snuff? Well, I mean, <laughs> well. Apparently it's good enough to make a, a remake of it oh, with, with, with uh, oh, Mr. Lord. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be in it or not, but oh. it, he's definitely like financing and producing it. If for he is, guy. like, just please don't CGI his face again. That's the best part of the whole movie, Jack. Well, I would. The best thing about that was Nostalgia Critics' review of it. I enjoyed that. but Just the scathing reviews. Well, it's kind of nice because then I don't have to watch the actual movie. I can just watch <laughs> if I think, wrong. do I want to see this movie? It was definitely... And then, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. Yeah, definitely that movie was definitely lower on my, my bar of what I liked in, in my youth. Mm-hmm. So I definitely was able to watch The Mummy again because it had its its funny parts. It's definitely not like a, an amazing Academy Award winning movie, but it's no, definitely it's something like fun. A, it's, I, a good, it's a good action It's like comfort comedy. food. Yeah, it's good action I comedy. feel like you know, Jumanji, the old Jumanji is like that for me. Like I what? can just watch it Here is whenever. It. Hocus Pocus is also like that for me. I just call it a comfort food movie. Yeah. Like you can just put it on, quote it, enjoy it. We, we are going to have to go a muck, a muck, a muck, Jackie. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It took me a minute to get that. So <laughs> I was distracted firm. by the cat. It is firm. Firm as stone. Firm as stone. Firm as stone. Anyway. <laughs> Potty pooper. <laughs> yeah. You should do an episode on that sometime. But uh, do you want to get back to Final Fantasy? Absolutely. Before we ruin it, we in. get some more of your, uh, your childhood. But yeah, so 
Final Fantasy is a brief history of Final Fantasy before we get into it all. is 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 a nineteen ninety seven role playing video game developed by Square for play for the PlayStation console. It is the seventh main installment in the Final Fantasy series and was originally published in Japan by Square. It it was released in other regions by the Sony. Uh, company or Sony company, and it's first in the main series with a uh, with a uh, pan Asian kind of uh, release. So, Is that what P A L stands for? Yeah, it's kind of like so. It initially started in like it released in uh, Asia, China, and all mm-hmm. those big major areas, but it's basically landlocked like Asia and Europe at the time, mm-hmm. and then eventually it came over to the U S. So. And we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, the, her hair is all over me at this point. Our yeah. cat, we have a, we have a long haired domestic cat, and so it's just like clumps. she's a black cat with fur that's probably like three to four yeah. inches long. It's just clumps. She looks everywhere. like a model. She's very pretty, but you find hair. Oh everywhere. my god, it's all over me. Anyway, um, back take to that the game. Out of context. I just had a question for you. You sure. said by square. I always called it Square Soft, but I don't know. So initially they were called Square. square and, then, and then Square Soft and then they, Square they, they, Enix they, or they something? Changed their name. Square Enix is actually uh, the company that we reformed in, yeah. like, mm, I'm going to say, mid-2000s or 2010s. And they call them Square Enix now, I believe. Or, is that, or maybe it's a completely different company. As far I, as I, I was just curious. But it's, I think they, they rebranded in, in early 2000s. Um, to be square soft. I know mm-hmm. that. So that's primarily, I know that. So. I think when we bought the video game, I'm trying to think I was probably like sixth, seventh grade and it had square soft on the cover of it. That was like, well, I mean, it might be, but it's, like that's said, a just, kind of a minor thing that doesn't really matter. I just remember back in the day, like my friend, Best friend Laura was obsessed with games, and she was always like, "Yeah, like SquareSoft is the best." Well, I mean, yeah. So I think <laughs> but mainly anyway. what it was is, yeah, it's what it is. They they rebranded um, Square or SquareSoft, so it's literally just a uh, shortening of their name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Square Enix. No, nah, don't worry about it. It's well, not I'm curious relevant. now. You made me go down a rabbit hole, Jackie. <sighs> well, anyway, what is Let's. Do you want me to talk about the plot of the game, no, or tell do you me, want to talk tell about? Tell me how like you first ran into Final Fantasy because I remember. I know you said obviously you're you're a PlayStation child. Yes. So. Um, I feel like it was probably fifth, sixth, seventh grade where my those were my like hardcore gaming years, and then after that, I just lost interest. But that was when Steve, my brother Stephen and I were obsessed and. Um, my best friend Laura really, really liked Final Fantasy so VII. Roughly around the same time that you just got your PlayStation, you had like Crash Bandicoot. Yes, like that. yeah, okay. it was. And Laura's the one that got me into like role playing games because we tried first Saga Frontier, um, and that was fun. It was interesting because you could pick, you know, like I don't know, five, seven different characters and follow their storylines. So that got me used to the kind of like the role playing. Um, and the the fighting style mm-hmm. is, you know, I was not used to that. It's where you would turn turn base, yeah, where where you would enter the battle. I remember it first being like a little 
disappointed with it. Like, this is stupid. Like, I'm not like, if something's going to attack me, we're not going to politely take turns. Like, this is just dumb. Like, we're just going to beat the crap out of each other. We're not going to wait and take turns. Like, his turn to hit me. Um, But, I mean, I got over that pretty fast. You have a gentleman's duel. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you'd call it that based on some of the monsters you fight, but... I feel like the storyline and the lore to it and the whole fantasy, I don't know, the background and everything in the characters, that made me overlook the fighting style. And then when I got used to it, I liked it. But Laura was the one who was really into it, and we both thought Cloud was really hot. Um, oh, my. So that was a thing. A but love there for you. <laughs> well, and it's just funny looking back. I remember, because I was reading your, your notes, that this is – they chose to do this like 3D characters. And I remember when we first got this game thinking like, Oh my God, it looks so good. And now you look at it and I look at back at it and it's like, they're boxes. It's kind of like looking at Laura Croft. She got some some boobies on her. You're like, no, those are cones, son. Those are cones. And those look uh, like, they look like little blocks. You're like, it's just amazing how fast things change because I've seen the games you play now and how good the graphics are, how they evolve so fast. I feel like it wasn't really that long ago. I was playing final fantasy seven, but I guess that's what old people say. Graphics. You look at some DOA, some dead or alive volleyball. It's some good stuff. (laughs) You have no idea what I'm talking about. You said volleyball. Yeah. You should ask uh, if you ever get the chance to to talk to Cole about it. Just ask him. There are some. They put a lot of time and effort into boob physics. I was just gonna say I had the (laughs) I had the um, the feeling that it was going that way. That conversation. Who puts that time and effort? But talking about people that put time and effort into their their, nice transition. Well, I mean, it's true. So if it's (laughs) if it's something they truly enjoy, I mean, you look at it and you you see that. Uh, some of these guys that really want to try and make this game. So it's it's a great concept. So it, it stems from the Final Fantasy series. Which, have you played any other any other the Final Fantasy? Um, I'm familiar with them. Like uh, to be honest, the only one we ever really got into after that was nine mm-hmm. because that Laura liked it, and nine was really cool. Laura said that. Eight sucked, so we ignored that. And like, I got into the um, spinoff series, like Chocobo Racing. Love that, and yeah. there was a whole like they Chocobo Dungeon game and Cash Cow that they were going after. Yeah, well, I I really enjoyed those ones. So we played a lot of like the spinoffs. The original Final Fantasy. I've looked up some of the like cutscenes because mm-hmm. the guy that the animator for Dragon Ball Z did one of yep. the. And I don't remember which Final Fantasy it was, but it was before seven. He did all the cutscenes for it, and I remember watching those just because it was like this is so cool. Yeah. So it, it's a very interesting kind of story that you 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 bring that about how they bring into it. So I actually played, I played one, two, three, five. I did not play four because four is really hard to find a good port for. And I played part of seven. I actually haven't played all the way through the original one. I know it makes <laughs> me super sad when I tell you that. I, I bought it on Steam a while back, and I just never played it all the way through. I just well, got I remember I saw you starting it, and I was like, "That's just like nostalgia right there." And I got pretty, I got pretty far in. I probably got a good like three, four hours into it, but I just never. 
I just never, I got distracted by something else. Something just didn't hook me as well. And, and like it's just said, JRPGs are hitting kind of hit and miss for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, I want to go back. I want to play, at least play the original uh, all the way through at least once. Um, I just know there's a little bit of grinding. I know from what I've been told, if you want to try and uh, beat some of the extra final bosses from what I've been told. Yes. Um, so we can kind of get into a little bit more, but it's hopefully, like I said, it'll, it'll kind of uh, culminate a little bit. And I have deep love for Final Fantasy three because I love that kind of genre a little bit. Those top down pixelated uh, uh, RPGs. You don't, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think so because I've, it's definitely reminiscent of like more of like the Zelda Nintendo, early Nintendo mm-hmm. era, maybe super Nintendo. Yeah, That's I kinda, think I saw you play some of those. You probably um, did, honestly. It's just, it's one of those that I, I, I will go back and maybe just hop in and play for everyone's because I think I still have my save files on my computer for it, <laughs> so which is kind of weird. But If uh, we had our old memory cards, which I think we do for the old PlayStation, we still have our Final Fantasy games saved. I know. It's kind of one of the things I'm hoping that uh, PlayStation does is brings back some of these older games for like free services, kind of like Xbox does. They provide Mm -hmm. you the opportunity if you pay for a service, basically you can play all these old games on their system, like an emulator system. I'm really hoping they start to do stuff like that because then you can play older versions of the game, which although they may not be perfect, they still have kind of a nostalgic, fun Mm -hmm. feel about them. And it kind of brings back that childhood a little bit. And I think it's a little it's better in some ways but it's also incredibly frustrating in others because when you start to play some of these games you start to really notice like they have bad camera angles (laughs) especially that or the graphics are not as good as you remember them Mm -hmm. or the play style is just a little weird but but like i said you get it you can if you can a lot of times you end up looking past all that and you just absorb yourself into what what it what you enjoy with it. So, mm-hmm. so essentially this, this game was uh, supposed to be a new, new type of installment in the final fantasy series. I don't know if you remember that at all, but about the other stuff. Well, cause I didn't play the other ones, so I yeah. wasn't familiar so, with what they were about, but they looked, they're very much set in like more of a medieval yeah. high fantasy kind of thing where you have the, you still have the, all the, the main characters like you have the, in the black wizard, you know, blue wizard, uh, a sword, uh, a knight, you know, basic, mm-hmm. the basic, you know, units that you would have in kind of any kind of fantasy trope nowadays. And that's what I remember from watching the, the cut scenes from the one that was done by the Dragon Ball Z guy. Um, and I would say that this one, like you're probably going to discuss, there's a lot more there's like sci-fi stuff and some just crazy yeah. things going on. And so that's kind of the the thing that so that they did so at the end of the so the initial uh, creator the series creator um, I'm gonna butcher his name I apologize Hi, Hi, Hiro Nubi uh, Sakaguchi I'm gonna say that I'm a, I believe this is what his name is correctly um, he was the so he's the series to, uh, creator he he made one and two and three and all those and he kind of linked them all together a little bit. So he was getting a little older, but he wanted to reduce his role a little bit within the company and uh, let some new blood come in because he, you know, you, you do something long enough, you're going to get burnt out a little bit on it. And mm-hmm. that's the best thing to do is let new blood come in a little bit. Well, if you want to keep it going, exactly, you know, let so, it evolve. And so what he does, he kind of, he kind of uh, scales back 
um, to producer and kind of lets some of these younger guys come in uh, to try and do some different things, which is where you get these weird kind of ideas, um, especially with, like you said, the, the more uh, industrial type stuff, the, yeah. the, the eco and the environmental type things that really are prominent in this. Um, uh, the heavy backstories on a lot of these characters mm-hmm. that they didn't really have as much in the other ones. So you get um, uh, Yoshinori uh, Kitasi. Kitasi, who is actually uh, one of the, he was, the, he worked on the previous game. So the previous one was still kind of a, uh, it was based on the Super Nintendo the, when, it, when it came out. It was a top-downer, uh, which, which or kind of like the angle top-down kind of uh, fighting style, but still had the turn-based stuff. But he really kind of proved himself with this, that he had an idea of how to flesh out the world a little bit more in certain things. And so they were they were really excited to, to hopefully put this new one out. And the way they were originally planned, they actually originally planned um, him and several other guys were actually planning to put this on the Super Nintendo. Final Fantasy VII was going to go on the Super Nintendo. I read that. Can and you it imagine was that? Interesting. Was it the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo sixty four? So it was an early, it was an early prototype um, of uh, an early two D prototype of it. Basically, they wanted to try and do that. Their plan was so this thing had been in had been in development for a while. Whenever uh, after it initially came out, I mean, it was something ridiculous. So in the span that it, it took from the develop it and to create it, you had a whole new generation of hardware come out. And mm-hmm. just blew blew them away. Basically, they they had to revamp a lot of stuff. So initially, they were going to do the traditional top down and things like that. And actually, if you look online, you can actually find some people recreated a lot of the scenes of Final Fantasy VII in that pixel art. <laughs> like this is what it would look like if it was on the Super Nintendo or the Famicom system. So they basically they do that, <laughs> and you look at it. I don't know why I had to use the voice, but I did. And you look at it, and it's 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 pretty interesting. It's very true to nature and whatnot, but like so, they they, they kind of like as they start to develop, develop this, it's a team of about twenty to thirty people, which was is pretty normal during that time frame to try to make a Super Nintendo game. Well, unfortunately, like as they're as they're making this, it kind of gets pushed to the side a little bit. Because they're working on another big RPG, which had a little Chrono bit, Trigger, which they felt like had a little bit more promise. Which Chrono Trigger, don't get me wrong, is beloved. I love it. It's it's weird. It's wacky. It's time travel. It's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. Well, and I think I might actually be misremembering that the cutscenes I saw they were from Chrono Trigger. Uh, which is I still remember acceptable. that well because that was the Dragon Ball Z animator had done those. That's I got him confused. See, so uh, to be honest, I probably don't know anything about the old Final Fantasies. So okay. proceed. So you might actually know a little bit about him. So do you know the cover art on um, our Vampire Hunter D books? Mm-hmm. He does a lot of the art for Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. on the cover. Uh, the cover, and he does a that lot sounds of... sounds familiar. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he does a lot of the... He did a lot of the concept art for... Uh, Final Fantasy Seven as well, and some of it is looks just gorgeous. I would, I'd probably get my left kidney to get some of that concept <laughs> art. Honestly, it's it's amazing. I know it's a little of an exaggeration, but it's it's gorgeous. It's highly sought over. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. We had a little bit of a, a technical difficulties, but we got it all squared away. So, um, so I was talking about some of the artwork. So, yeah, you have seen some of this artwork a little bit. 
And I, I almost guarantee you, if I showed you it, the cover art for some of that, it, it's it's very distinct. Um, I don't see a lot of artists at all that draw like that at all. Um, and it's very kind of got a very Japanese feel to it, though. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gorgeous. Anyway, so he came on and did a lot of that, did a lot of the art, uh, the the uh, concept art for it. Um, and he was primarily also involved in helping do some of the concept art for Chrono Trigger a little bit, which this ended up becoming a huge smash hit on the SNES. So it was about, I think it was about three years before the, um, before they actually were resumed uh, talking about uh, the, the Final Fantasy kind of concept. So they the actually were seven. Yeah. So during that time frame. They came back and they're like, "Hey, you know, like, what, what are they? What are we going to do with it? You know, do we come on to continue doing it as, as a two D uh, game, top down kind of game, like just like all the other traditional ones?" Well, about this time, they had actually started in the works with the Nintendo system had already started. Been, hey, we're going to we're moving into the three D polygon platforming era, or not platform platform uh, system era, which was the N sixty four, Nintendo sixty four, and the Sony system and uh, they were really hoping to say, hey, you know, this is a brand new technology. You know, it was kind of like it really wasn't accessible before. And now they're like, this is going to be amazing. We're going to make we're going to make this look great. So initially they had said, uh, well, we're, we're if we can push this fast enough, can we can we have it out on uh, uh, have it come out for the N64? Well, the <laughs> the N64 was it was still cartridge based, right? It was still cartridge based, which couldn't was, like it, it handle couldn't hold it. it. So you're talking about you're talking about uh, a varying of two different sizes of files. So even though it would be more like a 64 bit, it couldn't it couldn't handle the rendering of the objects within a system as well as say the PlayStation. And so you're talking they would have had to seriously scale down a lot of these items, and then on top of that, you would have had to buy had to buy a specific adapter for the 64 it would have been a floppy kind of a floppy drive type thing that goes underneath <laughs> it. it looked horrendous i don't know if it actually like got released or not but it, it, it would have looked horrendous in my opinion so then they went with playstation right they did end up going to pl- with playstation with the cd rom discs which you find out it could hold more it's, it's the it, it could hold more and it was the wave of the future i mean mm-hmm. it's just they 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 got lucky and they 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 went for the right one yeah um, they made a good choice they really did um, so let me ask you this. So do you remember, uh, how many CDs it actually was on there? Because it, it was still bigger than most games. Um, you know, I thought two, but I feel like there were actually three or four. Initially I, mean, I was going to say two discs, but I know there were I remember least, that it was a big, two. it was a big thing. Um, a meaty bastard. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say that, but. Well, I do remember having <laughs> to, like, like in the middle of the game, like when you got so far along, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, stop, insert disc two. And that was kind of like, it was cool because the case was like double the size of the other cases for our other games. And we were like, whoa, this game is intense, man. Man, this game is thick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty thick. But there, yeah, just, there's just so much going on in the game. 
Like, I feel like for a child who was maybe sixth grade, I didn't really appreciate or understand everything happening, especially now that I go back and look through and skim like the plot. I remember snippets of it, but it's like, well, I did not get that at all. Like, oh my God. I just, I guess as a kid, it was like the the characters and the world building and the music and the way everything looked, but that's kind of a tangent. Sorry. So, you're so, still talking about like no, no, no. all the discs and no, you're doing great. So in the disc, so the reason they had all these discs was because of, for one, the story is substantially larger. Yeah. Oh gosh. Than, Way than, longer than, than what they normally had. And on top of it, they had a lot more visual styles and other things going on with it too, because of the polygons, obviously. They had a lot more cutscenes in this than a normal uh, JRPG would have. So at the time, it was definitely classified more than JRPG. So, so yeah, over time, you know, you, you find out that they had between the story length and all these extra little side things that you can do in it. It just it was a just a behemoth of just you know information that the, the the processor had to go through and so you get actually okay so three three okay so she's looking it up guys sorry and i it, checked it out there are three discs so there are, there are three discs so it, it was a behemoth of a game back in the day a lot of like to put it in perspective most games were only just one yeah and, and this was this came out 1997 so this 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 was a few years after the Sony system had actually come out. Mm-hmm. And the Sony system was actually kind of lacking or lagging in the US market and actually really pushed it as much. But from what I can gather, apparently between this coming out and their re uh, emerge the emergence of the Sony system into the US market and the push of it into the US market really solidified it as solidified its American markets or the U S you know, the U S the Western markets as it were. Yeah. I would think this game was so big. It would have been a huge push for, you know, well, it's only on the PlayStation. Like I'm getting a PlayStation. Yeah. That's what things it's, it was one of the first exclusives that they had on the PlayStation. That was humongous. Like Mm -hmm. it was was a super worth the deal. Like this game was probably, probably sold for like 30 bucks or something like that. But, Who knows? but at the same time, it's just like you look at it and it this is that's a huge value for something that's probably you can sit there and play for almost 30 hours, probably if not longer, if you want mm-hmm. to. Just base game would probably run you, what, 25, 30 hours probably? I, I don't think of games that way because... We played it for like years. I know you did. <laughs> and like we like to just sit down and play for like more than two hours at a time. I can't imagine. So <laughs> I don't think of it that way. I just I know that there is so much to be done. And like, I mean, not even mentioning the chocobos, all the extra side things. You can go back yeah. and fight the gigantic snake. Like when you're traveling the world, it's, which is really interesting, the format of that this is like a random little snippet, but there's like this big lake you come yeah. to and you see this shadow of a snake in it. So, and so, if you initially no. try and fight it, you will die yeah. when you first get there because it's way too powerful. Mm-hmm. But then you can go back and fight it when you get much stronger. And then it's like, I don't know if you get some material from it or something, but a ton of money, it's like a big deal. Yeah. But I remember us getting so freaked out when we would try and like traverse the world and see the so, snake shadow, like, don't touch the snake, it'll so, kill you. So let's let's talk about anyway, the 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 basic so much. kind of game mechanics. What do you remember about that? 
Um, well, I remember in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you start out in... What's, what's different? What stood out to you differently than most RPGs that are like turn-based? Well, there's a lot... It, like you can go into cities and into forests and places, mm-hmm. and then it's like you cloud with a little 3D walking around. But then a lot of it is you traversing, you know, traveling the world. You have an overworld, you have an overworld like a giant. Yeah, map and, and it's huge yeah. and it's like massive. And I remember that, and I remember the fighting style being different. Does that answer your question? Kind of. So if you, let me ask you, I mean, because it, it all comes, it doesn't matter what you answer at this point because <laughs> it's always, well, it, it's good because it's always from your perspective. So you can never give me a wrong answer. 42. Okay. That works. Um, call back to Hitchhiker's Guide. Thanks, Jack. You're welcome. Um, it, it, so the big differences that they throw into this one compared to other ones. So other ones, other JRPG, JRPGs that were pre- previous to that, especially in the Final Fantasy series, they did a very turn-based. Like you had all the time in the world to think about what you were doing. There was a like legitimate timer on these on these yeah. on actions. So they have a basically an action bar on the bottom, and it would slowly fill up, right? See, and I vaguely remember that. And so you remember, like, you could go through each character and you could time it how you want to, and you actually preset their their attack how you wanted mm-hmm. to do it. But you would always say you could have you make sure you have to time it. A lot of times with the bad guys that were attacking, because you could watch their bars level or move up, right? Their action bars. And so that was a new mechanic. It was almost kind of a live action or not live action RPG. It was, it was kind of, it was a, it was like, yeah, it was a live action RPG or an action RPG because you were, it was constantly kind of moving, but you didn't have the ability to move around the screen, which is something they actually ended up adding on to other renditions of JRPGs. Where it had more of a fluid system, it was the system was much more fluid in my opinion, as opposed to you sitting pre-working out your your attack, what you wanted to do. You go, you you, you know, your characters go, and then the bad guy goes, and then back and forth, back and forth, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And this, you could literally sit there for three turns on the bad guy if you wanted to not do anything, you know, if you and hold your turn. Essentially, it was kind of a nice little system. Honestly, do you remember that? At I all? don't remember that, but you have played this, so I'm guessing that you know and it's, understand. It's in, it's in there, and so it's a very interesting kind of uh, concept that you this have. It's more there. detail than I remember. If I started playing the game right now, I think it would definitely come back. I would know what to do, but I don't remember those details because, to be honest, that's kind of boring to me. That's like, the- I want to learn more about the characters. And so you kind of have this, uh, these game mechanics that really kind of push the boundaries, especially in the idea of way they, they almost layer the, the 3D over the 2D sometimes on, mm-hmm. on a lot of the stuff. And you get really cool, and in my opinion, just groundbreaking visual style that, you know, they, they want to have these detailed renderings on the, on the back, but at the same time, you kind of have these nowadays. <laughs> blocky blocky kind of uh, uh, uh characters that are in there in the gameplay but same, and then on top of it they have these amazing cutscenes. yeah with the 3d like cgi that and so very pretty so at the time they were that pushed the boundaries of 3d animation mm-hmm. and they put these in there like that's why it's a lot of them that's why a lot of times you look at it and you say oh that explains why there's three discs on this because 
there's these huge fat cut scenes, even though you don't interact with them. It's like watching a, a movie. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the, 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 the graphics of this, look at some of the graphics of this nowadays of these. And you kind of see like, Oh wow. That, that almost looks like a low budget movie nowadays, mm-hmm. kind of. And you're thinking, well, these graphics still hold up almost 20 years later, over 20 years later, almost. It's kind of amazing, really. Mm-hmm. Almost 20, almost 30, actually. Wow. Yeah. It's so, uh, 25, essentially. So, see, and that's the stuff I was more interested in, like remembering the all the turn based like details you were talking about was not interesting to me. So, I just. I did the battles to get through the game to learn more about the characters and find the things. Uh, And to be honest, the materia, like we were really trying to collect like the special materia stones that would summon different, different, like, I don't know if I would call them deities, but like, I remember that was a huge thing. Like it was like, (laughs) the toll and then the chocobos that was another big thing chocobo racing so let's go over breeding them do you remember so we've we've gone over like some of the basic stuff so i know before i don't want you to like just go you know willy-nilly all over the place let's do this methodical nature because it's better people are gonna like freak out because you're just gonna you're gonna like just jump to (laughs) the very end mentally dump all the information yeah that's not helpful explain so I know the back the story is hugely convoluted and oh, things like gosh. that. But try and give me a synopsis of it because I I kind of have an idea of kind of what's going on. I mean, I'm kind of going to cheat and use part of your notes on it because to be honest, to explain this game is just like it's bonkers. There's just stuff. There's so much There's stuff. stuff. Um, your main character, the blonde guy, Cloud Strife. Yeah. I mean, starting out, you don't know a lot about him yet, but he's part of Avalanche, yep. and it's this eco-group, and I realized it from your notes, and it makes sense, but they're an eco-terrorist group, because the first thing they're trying to do is blow up a reactor. Anybody's going to blow something up is a terrorist. Yeah, in Midgar, and that's the big city, and the bad guys are the Shinra Corporation, who, besides experimenting on people and animals... Like they do that, but they're also basically killing the planet that they live on. And I think the planet, they call it Gaia or they maybe don't give it a name, but the planet has a life force Mm -hmm. and it is, I guess they are Shinra is like extracting it as Mako, which is like basically like the life stream of the planet and using it to power all their stuff. Their stuff yeah. And so they're essentially slowly killing the planet. Yeah. They're, you know, destroying everything. And, um, it's just like, uh, this Midgar is like this ugly city, like totally industrial. Very industrial yeah. And with the game starting out that way, I remember actually being kind of disgusted. Like, what is this it? But until you get out of Midgar and see the beauty of the rest of the world and all the nature, it's yeah. like, Oh, Okay. But um, so it makes sense. It's almost like the entire population decided they're going to huddle in this one city. I just kind of makes yeah. Me like, oh, and the city, when you approach it from a distance, like on the overview world map, mm-hmm. so ugly, <laughs> just I mean, like they, dark they, gray, yeah, no. huge, massive. But they have these reactors, and they're you know draining the Mako, draining the life force of the planet. Um, and so Cloud is part of this group that's trying to stop them, yep. and. Um, 
they, I know they blow up one reactor, but then I guess I fail on another and That's they, they isn't that where they meet the old, old, uh, old silver hair? Sephiroth? Yeah, or is that a little bit later? That's later. Okay. I think remember. Sephiroth used to be Cloud's friend. Used um, to be tight. Yeah, and then he went psycho. But it's like, here's where I'm going to have to cheat and look at your... That's okay. Really to... Because there's, there's just so much. That's why um, I said I, t- I put minimal effort into the storyline because I was so just like... Much. If you're going to really get into the story, I would highly suggest people going back and either playing the old version all the way through yes. or... They have a remake. They started making the remake, which is probably going to end up being a trilogy at this point. And from what I've been told, it looks gorgeous, and they're doing they're mm-hmm. doing it justice. But essentially, like you said, you know, the Cloud joins this group. He meets a whole litany of characters throughout his you know adventures. Well, yeah, Barrett and Tifa are the big ones the big that he's ones. with. Uh, and then he meets who else? Barrett he has a gun on his arm, which we always thought was cool. Like one of his oh, arms like, is a gun. A, it's a Gatling gun of all things. That's yeah. Like. So, and then, so you get him. Tifa get, get is Tifa. so nice. And like you want Cloud to fall in love with her. Yeah. At least I did. Then you have Aerith. Yeah. Aerith or Aerith. Aerith. Um, Laura hated her guts. And I don't really remember why. But I always hated Aerith just as like a rub off, I guess, from Laura's intense hatred. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I. It was the bow, wasn't it? There's the giant bow that's in her hair. You hate that. That's what it was. I, I don't know. I'm I guess with like up. comparing her with Tifa, we just like Tifa a lot better. Now, looking back, I'm like, well, Aerith was fine. And then she had that awful dramatic. Well, she had a purpose. Yeah, she had a purpose. I don't, I don't know if I should ruin it, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically. I guess you're saying <laughs> what how the story moves along. Cloud and his allies go after Sephiroth yep. um, because Sephiroth. And see, I this if you ask me, like as a seventh grader to explain this, I'd be like, "Uh, Cloud fights things and looks yeah. for magic. He's got a big sword. Yeah, and like Sephiroth's a bad guy. And then like all the intricacies, not not so much, but." I think Sephiroth, what he wants to do as reading from your notes, which makes sense now that I look back to the game, he wants to summon the meteor to destroy the planet. But when it crashes in, what he's going to do is um, the planet will try and heal itself with the Mako. He's going to absorb all that and then become like a god. Essentially. And so they're basically trying to stop him from doing that. Which he kind of partially does. He does, and it's scary as all get out. Because what's not to love about something that has like four or five wings? It looks like like almost like a... a, a Like a scary angel. Angel looking thing, yeah. Well, and two, and then we haven't even mentioned Genova because that's a that's, whole thing. That's the that's the huge thing. Is it the meteor? No, no Genova is an alien, basically, but they don't know that um, initially. Genova was like an alien life form that I guess the Shinra Corporation found, and yep. they were extracting cells from it, and they put cells in Sephiroth and in Cloud and in Zack. Whole nother like oh, character yeah. thing, but. They were basically experimenting on people with that because Genova was like really powerful. But you do actually fight Genova at the end, and Genova is just this scary, horrifying thing. Yeah, and super powerful. Well, it's weird. So during this time frame, even any a little bit before, they kind of um, go off of weird, like weird, almost contextualized bad guys. So if you look at 
Um, even like the bad guy in Chrono Trigger or the final boss in Chrono Trigger and the final boss in things like Earthbound, like especially like Earthbound. Earthbound is just, it's it's not even a, a bad guy. It's just a, an entity or a concept, essentially, once you get to the end. And this is kind of how it feels like if you end up fighting uh, Genova from what I was watching. Because I, I watched probably like three or four hours. Yeah, so like, yeah. He's just a concept or an entity. It's not even really a... a no, I guess more like a she. Looks kind of like a woman. Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, it's at the, same, at the same time, it's it's just like, it's not like a real thing almost. It's almost like a, just a concept almost. It's weird. It's, it's really cool. But a lot of JRPGs were doing this at the time. And I really, I like that concept that, that the bad, the ultimate bad isn't a person or a thing. It's just a concept that like, mm-hmm. kind of like is there because of people or it's just something that you can't really comprehend. And it's kind of very, it's a little HP Lovecraftian in my, in my opinion, which I, I, I like that kind of stuff. So it's a lot scarier than say something skidding around on the ground coming after you. It's, 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 it's a little different, but the anyway, idea it's, yeah. So kind of going off of the, the multiple characters and ideas in there. So they do a lot of really interesting things with the characters in the, in this game. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but they actually do a really interesting um, thing that's never been done before with, with uh, 2d characters, especially and in, and 3d, they actually put a quadruped in uh, the series. Yeah. Red 13. Yeah. So red 13 is a highly intelligent, quadruped uh from a tribe that protects the planet he basically looks like a puma yeah kind of a red like puma. kind of a lion and has some yeah. like feathers in his yeah he doesn't have a mane but up like by his head he has yeah. like a few like braids and so apparently that was incredibly difficult to generate that with, makes sense because you hate essentially you have four legs instead of two <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're on the ground and he's moving he's gonna sit and the way he moves is different than the humans he has his tail like flicking yeah. and yeah flicking and it's it's very it was very kind of interesting to watch them try and because they had a little bit of um uh pre-rendered uh, uh video of mm-hmm. that and i was just like wow just watching them put it together was pretty cool so when they had cat or kate sith kate also sith, yeah. and that's was like a giant moogle mm-hmm. With like a cat on top. And so just, I feel like they did do a lot of interesting things with the characters and to make that a playable character. And then they also have other characters like Sid Highwind, who's a, uh, wants to be an astronaut. Sid is the best. I love that Sid. And there's always a Sid in the games, right? There's always a Sid, but like I've read that, you know, Final Fantasy VII Sid is like the most beloved. Mm -hmm. He was amazing. And had like his giant ship and he had like his cigarette in his mouth and scruffy hair and just like didn't give two. So let me ask you this. Since I actually, rats behinds since about I anything. Since I haven't played it all, can you, can you, can you bypass some of these characters or just not even pick them up? Or? Well, um, yes, yes, you can. Um, Sid, I think you have to because he's the one that has the ship that lets you travel around the and world. Can you see the meteor for the first time or is it, what do you no, you you get the ship early on, oh, and you okay. travel all the high oh, wind. He makes the airship. He gives you the airship. Yeah, okay. yeah, and so, but I do know like uh, Yuffie, and I guess Yuffie. I've heard her her name pronounced the little ninja girl. Yep. She, if you don't, we and I remember this is something Laura had to tell us. She she was like, you have to answer her questions in this very specific way. 
because if you answer her questions in the wrong way, Mm -hmm. she'll steal like half your money and just leave. And you can never, ever get her on your party. And Laura was like, Yuffie's like the best. Like you have to get her. Apparently from what I've gathered, she, she is one of the strongest characters in the game. Yeah. And she is like really fun. But when you first encounter her, she's basically like a thief and you, um, I feel like there there are a lot of things in this game where if you do it wrong, like you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Like there's a lot of choices that you can make. And I know for sure, like Yuffie, you can, you know, lose her and never get her back. And I think that, I think with Kate Sith, it's all the, also the same. And with Vincent, Vincent Valentine, basically yeah. we called him the vampire. Yeah. Vincent. He is, just says, uh, let me he's sleep. A, he's a former Turk and victim of the Shinra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you first him. find him, he's like almost like in a coffin, yeah. like in this creepy, they, spooky old mansion they're, place. They're trying to like play him off as being kind of a vampire. He's character. like a vampire. And when you first meet him, you keep trying to talk to him and all he says is, let me sleep. Mm-hmm. Let me sleep. And then I think if you don't go back, Question, though, you don't have, get him. Does he have an unusually high, uh, like, bun of white hair at all on his head? Like, once no, one friend of Fort Dracula at all? And it's not, you mean like the two buns, like a wannabe Princess like, Leia thing. It's, got, it's like a he, butt on his head. He's got a butt on his head. He has a butt <laughs> on his head. No, he doesn't. Vincent is actually fairly attractive, but he has this, like, oh, thing not? up over his mouth and nose so you can't hardly see. And so we always speculated, well, that's because he has fangs. So question, if I were to dress up as Vincent for Halloween. I would be disturbed. You'd be disturbed? Because he has long, like, black hair. I would be disturbed. I don't have, like, hair, or is it long? No, that's, and see, these are the things where, like, Laura really liked him. I really liked Cloud. She liked Vincent. And that's okay. That's okay. You like the bad boys, don't you, Jackie? Cloud's not exactly a bad boy. He's just, <laughs> just like, like very troubled. Non-answer answer. Thanks for that. So he's yeah, troubled. he's he's a troubled boy. Well, he's but I you can know fix him. I can fix him. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> he being experimented on with the Genova and all that, you know, Genova know. cells and just have his memory up. all screwed up. So yeah. yeah, so you get you get all these other characters, and you kind of go off of um, you said you get you get Zach Flair, who you were talking about earlier. Well, I don't think you ever get Zach. You don't get him. You you, you, you learn about you him. learn about him, but you actually don't I think ever. He dies. He dies. Yeah. So he died earlier, which is kind yeah. of why um, apparently he was one of uh, he's one of the reasons why uh, uh, Cloud is fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like besties, and their yeah. memories got all like intertwined and jacked up. And so it's, that's the thing. There's so many confusing things in this game that like for, I mean, I guess as a seventh grader, I just glossed over and ignored. A lot of people, when you're young like that, you're going to, but the whole concept of it was like you said, you know, they, they, they get their memories messed with um, while they're getting all this. They get experimented on. Experimented on. Uh, Zach gets, is killed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cloud escapes. Sephiroth was initially good. He was yeah. with them too. And yeah. then he goes cray cray. nuts. And he escapes. Yeah. But and- then throughout this, like you find out later on that um, Aerith is actually uh, One of Zach's. The s- yeah, well, Zach's first friend, love. First love, and what else were you going to say? She's a Cetra or Cetra or something. She's one of the ancient people that had like a direct connection to yeah. the life force. And yeah. 
Um, I think that's why Shinra like goes after her, yeah. but and I guess Sephiroth really he goes after yep. her. And, and he, yeah, she does you go after to, her. So you probably you don't want to talk about that. That was one of the most dramatic things well, that's the thing I remember. Is, so that was we'll, we'll even though up, I didn't like her, that so, was just like what? We'll, we'll spoil a little bit here. So guys, if you guys have not played this game and you don't want to hear spoilers on this point, <laughs> it's been out for thirty years, twenty five. Okay, so. Spoilers in three, two, one. Aerith so, dies. So, wow, you're just gonna like lay it well, out. You there. said spoiler. Like that's <laughs> if you look up most dramatic video game deaths of all time. Most, most like she's on there. Yeah, that was when that happened. People were like, "Oh my god!" Like what the? So you know why it's so impactful? The way why they did that. So this they had a good like five minute segment when I was like watching a build video. up to it. Right. So no, well, the, 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 the video that I watched, the reason they did this. So in a lot of the other final fantasy games, they didn't really kill anyone off. And if they did, they would put them at, it would be at the end of the thing they'd and it really back. didn't have any consequences or they'd come back later yeah. on and it wouldn't really have any like significance to it. In this, it held significance. Like yeah. it really did. Well, she was one of the last Cetra like living people. Exactly. And they were like, you know, she can help us because she can commune with the life force yeah. and, you know, pray directly to the life force yeah. of the planet. And they didn't, and they didn't and make and it. And they the, lose that. And also the, like the way they did it in such a way that it wasn't cheesy and it wasn't just dumb. And she wasn't just going to come back later. They killed her off. And they're like, she's not coming back. Yeah. Well, and two, like, I'm pretty sure. Cause Sephiroth has like, he messes with Cloud's brain too, and he yep. tries to make Cloud do it to yep. kill her. And then when it's like clear, like Cloud's breaking out of it, like the mind control, and he's not doing it, then um, Sephiroth is the one that like jumps up and like super dramatic comes like falling down, sword like through the back, coming yeah. out the like stomach, chest. Yeah, just out of nowhere, and and you're like, whoa! And so it's it's very it's very uh, traumatizing, essentially. Yeah, and I don't think that I think Laura and I were playing it concurrently at the same time, and neither of us knew that that happened. And when it did happen, we were both like, no! Like even though Laura hated her so much, it was still like very dramatic. Like, still oh, rough, now yeah. I feel guilty. Um, yeah, it's just like, well, you know, if if I'm gonna it's, it's, if you're going to invest the amount of time into these characters, you're going to have connection to mm-hmm. them. You know, it's, yeah. And it, she was a likable character. Yeah. Like I will say she had the healing magic. She was real good at that. She would heal your party. Mm-hmm. She was very kind and like just sweet. Maybe that's why Laura hated it. It's kind so of funny. Much. I was like, whenever I, I look at some of the, like, the guides to like, Hey, how to help you, you know, make it a little bit easier. Your final fantasy journey a little bit easier. I was looking it up a while ago when I was playing this, and they even said, don't invest a ton of time in Aerith. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, but why? And like, I didn't get it because you never told me anything about this. And I had never really looked it up. And I was just like, I finally looked it up. and I was like, oh. That's why. <laughs> I was like, way to spoil it. And they're like, it's the cool thing is they put that on there is like, hey, spoilers, spoilers. You know, it's going it, to, you know, you're going to have a problem here if you, you keep going. But, but yeah, it's, it was. It was a very interesting kind of concept, and it's an amazing thing. It's just one of the many things that they throw in there that really makes this game stand out, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything else in, within the storyline that makes you really kind of, like, think about stuff or makes you stand out at all? Um, gosh, I mean, all the materia 
And so this is a whole other system that yeah. like, you can basically level yourself up. Mm-hmm. Is it level yourself up or is it, well, is it, is it no. you use it to get spells? The or? materia will do spells and things. The materia is basically, and I had to look this up, it's crystallized Mako. So it's like the life force okay. of the planet. Um, but the materia will summon, like you can get special summon materia. And I remember that being really like impressive and we would do everything we could to like hunt and find the special summon material because Bahamut is one of them, like the dragon, there's the Knights of the round table and you can only get that one if you have a gold chocobo and it's Uh, on this Island in the middle of nowhere. That's not mapped. Like you have a world map, but if you get a gold chocobo, you can cross the ocean, like basically walk on the ocean. It's basically Jesus, but chocobo. Well, that's why it's gold. <laughs> and you have to like, you you wander around the ocean, yeah. like basically the end of the world. And there's this little island mm-hmm. and you go on that island because the island's so small, it doesn't appear on the map. And you go in and it's like this forest ring of trees and like this creepy music. And you go in there and there's the summon materia and it's the Knights of the Round table. And they're like super powerful and it's it basically it's like highly recommended if you want to beat sephiroth you need that one like it's man I'll but i just your, remember i'll the take materia, your word for it if i go back like to play. <laughs> finding the materia the summoning one was also would just make you think like as a child it was just very like i don't know majestic and like because the sci-fi stuff is interesting to me but i'm not as into it but like the fantasy elements oh, yeah. I more like, and those like well, all the summon creatures well, are very noticed, fantasy. I've, I've noticed that like whenever uh, kind of going into a little bit kind of like gender stuff here, like with, with women or are people that a lot of women, women more likely are more likely to interact with like the personalities and the character development mm-hmm, of the, the characters. Line. I suppose that the guys are like, Oh, I like the game. I like the game mechanics and the fight and spawn. <laughs> so you know i'm dumbing it down a little bit but i kind of like fall in the middle a little bit because i like and everybody there's always genres but i'm very i'm overly generalizing obviously but it seems like that you get you get a little bit more of that but i kind of fall a little bit more towards the kind of i would say more of the middle and a little bit towards the game mechanics because uh, on this because i like i like the character development i like the storyline because you have to have a nice balance of all this stuff, obviously, to make it fun and mm-hmm. make it worthwhile. Because I can play a game that has great game mechanics, but the story is like shite, and I'm like, I, I, I won't play mm-hmm. it. I just, it just doesn't drag me in. So you have to have a little bit of balance of everything. Which I this, feel like this game does. It's perfect. I mean, so it's it's you kind of go into that, obviously. So without going into all the other stuff. It's been so. It was so well received when they kicked it out after it would be. It would be, had been in development for almost five years at this point, which is ridiculous for a early like Sony game or an early like uh, Square game. So during this time frame, most just put it in concept. Most games putting it in perspective. Perspective. Most games only took about between six to six months to a year to make. <laughs> like that's with that's with design, production, the whole nine yards. And this was this took five years. Was it five or it was? Rough, it was I think it's around five. Started in nineteen ninety four. They released it in ninety seven. Well, well, so the concepts yeah. they 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 started the production of it. But the concepts the were concepts older. Were a little older. Like they started talking about 
talking about it almost in 90, like 92, 93, a little bit between there. So it was between four, four and five years that they, they, they let this thing ruminate a little bit and, and, and created it. I mean, so they had, that's insane. There was a lot. Nowadays, that's not on. unheard of. So, because a lot of games take, you know, between, you know, three and five years to make if it's going to be a triple A game. So it's not unheard of, really. So, like this, you know, put it in perspective. This last remake they did, they announced it in 2015, and it came out last year. They'd been working on it probably for at least a year and a half to mm-hmm. two years before that, even. So this seven years, if not ten, maybe. So it's 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 kind of one of those things. It's like you look at it and you say, oh, you mm-hmm. know, this, they put a lot of time and effort in this game, and it really showed on the amount of. Uh, money that they put into it as well. So you're thinking about it is the most at the time, it was one of the most expensive video game projects that they that ever been put out. So roughly $40 million at the time. So roughly like 64 nowadays. So it, and that's because of the amount of people they had it. So, so you know, I was telling you earlier that you have a staff of roughly 20 to 30 people working mm-hmm. on a super Nintendo title. They had between 100 and 150 people working on this title. That is in that is un, that was unheard of then. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that's the norm, and yeah. some of these people were working so many hours. So there was it's it was not unheard of for some people to work 24 hours solid on wow. some of these games. And so, like I said, and and actually, one of the the, the main um, uh, uh, director. I can't remember his name. I, I'm not sure it's in there, but he actually almost missed the birth of his child. Are you talking about Yoshinori Kitase? Yeah. He said, he said, if um, for whatever reason, he goes, if we did not stay on schedule, if we got off off schedule, he goes, I'm not going to be able to see that, like the birth of my child. Like I can't, I won't, I won't, I won't be able to make it because I have to stay on schedule. Otherwise I'll lose my job. And that's how, that's how it was. Jeez, I'd quit jobs. That's, but that's that is a Japanese <laughs> work ethic that is just on a whole nother level. That like I'd be like later deuces. I'm like I'll figure this out later. You know? Yeah. Like, I love my kid more, but it's 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 a different kind of uh, mentality. Well, and maybe maybe it's not a mentality. Maybe it's it's just a mindset that you know he, it's this is something he's created and he loves so much that he wants to. It's almost like another child almost. The end product is amazing. I will say. Looking back on it, I would love to just watch a movie of this, but the movie would probably be like. Well, they did kind of do like a movie. It was. Yeah, but I was it even about this? No, it was something. It was different. I think it was pre, pre this. I remember the like hearing about the movie, but it's it didn't. I don't feel like Cole was really into it during when we were in high school. Laura liked it in high school too. Um, Yeah, it came out in like early 2000s yeah i've i never watched that one but i would really like to just see maybe like a series like it would have to be like have multiple episodes detailing the things that are happening because there's just so much in this I'm world sure you can find a fan made something out there <sighs> i'm sure that's won't that's be as good. good as the game yeah, maybe not but so essentially you know i know your, your love is overflowing at this game so it, it Let's do this. How would you rank it, Jackie? On uh, out of you know, on a scale of one to ten, How, where would you put that? Ten being the best. Yeah. Like, like a nine. Like an eleven. <laughs> You're like, mm, I wouldn't say that. The There's always room to improve, but it's like ten. a number nine. I would give it probably a nine as well. And I feel like, I mean, it's a shame that I don't make 
the time. And is it a shame? No, I don't think it's a shame to be honest, but I have so many other things in my life now that video games yeah. are not just a possibility a, for me. And I choose bit. not to do that. Yeah. But if I had the maturity I do now and the understanding I do now, I think I would have gotten so much more out of this game because playing it as a seventh grader, so it's, much I didn't understand. Yeah. It's kind of like reading a book again when you get older. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is like, I just, I would do that. Like I love reading, but video games, it's just, I've changed. I can't sit. And it honestly, okay. the screens hurt my eyes so bad. I can't just stare at a screen. Just, it just hurts. Get yourself from them blue glasses. Yeah, I've seen those. Um, it's not <laughs> worth it to me. But not worth it to you. I. That's kind of why I think if there was like a book or a movie of this, I would really enjoy it because the the lore, the world. I can almost guarantee there's, there's so there's, much. I can almost guarantee there's books out there about. I'm this sure. Stuff. Oh yeah. And they might be in Japanese. I'm sure you can find something. Well, you can find manga and things like that. I'm sure mm-hmm. they have stuff like that everywhere. But it, it's just, it's just. Like you said, they've set up this amazing world. That's the thing. Well, so much so that they they created a whole other franchise off of it. Mm-hmm. You have uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts that came basically came from this concept as well too. So after like due to the fact that Final Fantasy VII did so well, you get this move into they st- they keep making these games. Obviously, I mean there was such a love for it that you know two people from two different companies were like, hey, you know, like do you want to work together? And then there's another whole another groundbreaking series based off these characters, essentially. Yeah. And that just goes to show if you can ha- make a game that is that is able to spawn multiple other series. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess to and, the imagination, and, yeah. like yeah. the characters are very likable and just de- definitely a huge spark of imagination. Yeah. I remember that, like, because there's things like you have the grungy industrial Midgar city and then you have dragons and then you have like the casino with the chocobo where you can breed chocobos. It's kind of nice, like middle area. There's just so much. We still have some fantasy stuff in here, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a lot more like science fiction. And and that's kind of one of the concepts in the thing, right? The Mm -hmm. harsh like contrast between an industrialized city and the natural world. Mm -hmm. which is and then that brings up a whole host of questions and ideas of like is this why you know the shinra people are just harnessing the life force and they've created this ugly disgusting city but they're too blinded by their own greed and they can't see the beauty of the natural world because once you get out like i told you i said i felt disappointed when i remember being in that nasty city and then the only pretty thing is like the flowers that Aerith sells. Yeah. And then when you get out of the city and you start traveling, it's just like, whoa, like beautiful, oh, like rolling oh, hills and mountains. Oh, yeah. And there's some beautiful, beautiful scenes. I still remember, like, I can't remember what really like stage you're in, but there's like the sun setting yeah. and you're in this kind of like, it's not a desert, but you're like on these hills overlooking the ocean and kind of scraggly brush around. And it's, I, and I remember you, when you go to the port and you see the ocean and some of the animation they have is just beautiful. Like looking out at the water, like sparkling. And uh, it's, it's just amazing that I remember. So I remember some of the beauty of the scenes, just thinking like, this is so 
beautiful. It's just gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah I want to be like, I would go back to those places just for fun to walk around because they were so pretty. No, I don't blame you at all. And so, like I said, it's, it's obviously it made an impact on you, which is like it made an impact on so many other people, mm-hmm. you know, it, because it, by the time it come it had come over to the uh, United States and it moved out and moved in. I mean, it was just a phenomenal, I mean, just phenomenal game from what mm-hmm. I can remember. Um, it, so initially they had, they were kind of hesitant. I remember reading that they were, they were hesitant about trying to uh, release it to the United States, but they ended up actually did release it here. Um, and I believe it was uh, shortly uh, taken. Uh, so, they released early in the year in Japan and in the Asian market, and then later on in the year in October in '97 was when it came to the yeah, U.S. The U.S. So, which is probably probably around the same time that you would have gotten it, but no, so I we got it later because my sister graduated high school oh, that's in '96. Right, yeah, okay, I and this was this would have been several years down the road because I was still kind of young then. That's okay. So they they. They ended up uh, obviously uh, selling it. So just for comparison, um, total worldwide marketing uh, budget that they had for it, they they heavily invested in the North American market. You have ten million sent to Japan, ten million for Europe, and twenty million for United for the for the North American market. So they were really hoping, like, hey, we we want this game to do really well. Um, I think it did. I would think so. Um, but since then, Jackie, it's been released. They've released it for PC. Um, obviously, they have the remake they did for it. Um, but it's just it's just amazing that this thing has really gone as well as... Um, so in the first uh, three days of its release in Japan, obviously the marketing budget had, it sold 2.3 million copies first three days, which is ridiculous. Um, and, and eventually, in... in I believe it was by the end of uh, 97, it was 3.27 million. Um, and in the uh, North American markets, which you had, you, they roughly said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to sell uh, uh, 500,000 copies. That's, that's what we're looking for. Um, and I believe, no, I'm sorry. They said th- they, wanted to, they wanted to try and hit about 300,000. And thirty thousand, they actually ended up hitting half a million. Is what they ended up hitting, which is miss amazing. So, but overall, worldwide, how many? How many do you think they actually sold within the first year? I just saw your figure and I forgot it. Six million, a six, lot. Six million copies. That was unheard of, um, and it, it just and it still goes on and on and on for for years. But that's that dish went to show that they had a huge hit on their hands, and it was just something that was unheard of at the time. You don't, you didn't sell six million units of anything. It was usually like half a million at most if you're bad, if you're good. Mm-hmm. But this this firmly cemented PlayStation because PlayStation, whenever they they hooked in as an exclusive, this cemented PlayStation as a console. Mm-hmm. This, I think, this is one of those games that you know. I'm sure, you know, Crash and all those other things. They, they well, kinda I feel have, like they Crash Bandicoot was the Mario. It was the Mario of, of PlayStation. And it helped, but it wasn't like people didn't go Would out of the way. Would you say that this is the Zelda? This is the This is the game. I would say this. This is the game that cemented them as a console for generations to come. Yeah. 
because I don't think without this, I think without this game, I don't think PlayStation, they take years longer to make a foothold in the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. And I think that this, like I said, this, this cemented it as a household name within mm-hmm. the Western culture and especially in the uh, Eastern culture as well. Yeah. So it, it, it cemented it as a, as a gaming console, as a gaming company for for decades at this point um but i think i said that's what i love about it because they they, the fact that it was able to do that and able to push that has given us so many more new titles you know without without that you don't get you don't get the the nathan drake series you know you don't get the you know uh uh, what's what is the dead or you know dead or alive you get um Oh, I'm having a massive brain fart right now. It's the uh, uh, I can't. It's Joel and um, it's it's the Last of Us. The last they don't you don't get the Last of Us series. You don't get Ratchet and Clank. You don't get all these other like amazing action series that stem from the Sony Sony being able to uh, own some of these properties and basically fund some of these properties that they know these IPs they have in there. But but yeah, and, and like I said, it's 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 kind of just a a massive kind of domino effect in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree or what do you feel about it? I don't have the knowledge of present day video games to really speak to. Was it that groundbreaking? I just know that for me in our little circle at school, like we were talking about it and in high school, people were still talking about it. And in college, people were still talking about it. Granted, I now went to a very nerdy college, but now on the internet, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And and it's obviously like, there's so many people in the world, people have different ideas, but like, I still hear about it. Yeah. So I do feel like it definitely had some sticking power and set the ground for more good Final Fantasy games. Cause I will say yeah. number nine was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, even after that, they have huge, they have like Final Fantasy Online, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's now. still a lot. And they like the big one they just have is Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 13. There's people, there's, put it this way, they still are putting out releases for Final Fantasy, I believe it was 13, which is the more online centric one. Mm-hmm. Even after two other Final Fantasies have come out because yeah. people love it, love it so much. So, and like I said, it's, it just shows the, the care that the Squaresoft is willing to put into the games that they're, mm-hmm. they put in. They, they, think, about, can they, see they that, think about the consumer much yeah. more than pocketbooks at some point. They, they obviously want that to be a thing, but I love that they really look at what consumers are going to want as opposed to that. So. Well, it's something very interesting and engaging, and Final Fantasy VII definitely is. If I had time and could actually look at screens, I would be willing to play the new remake because it would be really pretty to see everything even more beautiful yeah. and get back and maybe understand more of the story. Might have to might make, maybe try and give you some time at some point. So <laughs> who knows? We'll, we'll try and see. So <laughs> doubtful. All right. Well, I think we've about shot our, shot our bolt at this point and it's just kind of a uh, beating a dead horse. But if you are, is there anything else you would like to add before we get out of here? Uh, no, other than if my brother ever listened to this, I would like to apologize because <laughs> We had two save files and we got outside the big mountain at the end of the game where you knew the meteors in the sky, it's hovering, like it's coming. And if you go in the mountain, you can never come back. And we used Steven's game to go in the mountain and we got trapped in there. 
And then it was like, you had to play till the end and we did beat it. And, you know, got the whole in cut scenes and everything took freaking forever. But I always felt bad because Steven was like, well, I can't go ride the chocobos anymore because once you go in the mountain, it's done. The game is over. And so we kept my file. Like that was my choice was to keep my file. And so we could just, you know, the meteors in the sky, you just ignore it. And then you go (laughs) ride the gold chocobo all across the ocean and do fun stuff. It's funny. Um, so just shout out <laughs> to a cult of Jackie. My um, apologies to Steven for right. sacrificing his game and he couldn't ride pen- chocobos anymore. Do some penance for that. So penance. Penance. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> buy him a chocobo toy for Christmas. I'm sure he greatly appreciate that nowadays. <laughs> I'm sure. He probably doesn't remember, but still I always feel bad because Steven's like, I said, can we use your game to go in the mountain? And he's like, uh, well, the one time maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, okay. It'll never happen again. So. Then he's like, what? I can't see my chocobos anymore. No, Steven. Chocobos are dead to you. You're trapped in the mountain. They're they're dead to you. That's the only last thing. Only last thing? A lot of good hours. A lot of fun with Laura and Steven. That was a good game. Highly recommended. I do. Even if you guys just go back and play the the old version that's on Steam. Even just watch the cutscenes. Or you can watch the (laughs) cutscenes. But like I said, it's well worth it. Even if you pay the 25 bucks that it is on Steam, it's, it's well worth it. I would go back and play, pay $25 for I got lucky and got it on Steam for like 7 bucks a long time ago. But yeah, seriously guys, go check it out. Check it out, the new remake they're coming out with uh, the new uh, extra, the next uh, next part of it. They came out with part one. I don't know how many parts they're going to do, but check it out. It's on PlayStation. Um, it's phenomenal. I'm going to try and get end up getting it after I get my PS5 once they become available. But again, guys, uh, thanks for showing up and in and, and, join this with us as much as we we enjoyed talking to you about it if you guys have any suggestions about what we can talk about in the near future hit us up on facebook instagram twitter um you can email us at seriously pointless convo at gmail.com i love hearing from you guys uh, we've got a few emails here and there i just want to give a shout out to to, to tori thanks for shitting us <laughs> an email uh it was great hearing from you i hope everything's going well over in uh over in uh she's in boston Boston. i want to say baltimore i don't know why but you went up to she went up to uh uh, massachusetts that's what she did for vacation that's what she did she said hi to us so yeah anyways (laughs) anyway anyways don't call her out too much i just wanted to say hi but anyways she's in that area but anyways tori thanks for sending us an email keep sending us ones it's fun so anyways um again guys uh check us out and we will hit out of here and hopefully everybody has a good day All right, Jackie, you have a wonderful day, all right? You too. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.